Last Thursday, I had the delight of looking after <clears throat> the two grandchildren for the whole day by myself. First time I've had both of them because of COVID and pandemic. It's been uh, less time able to spend with them, of course. And the first time that Zephaniah had ever been to my house. So this was a great thing for him, a huge thing to be able to explore. And uh, had a lovely day with them, um, exhausting, but good. Um, <clears throat> and their father was coming to pick them up uh, once they'd had their bath and got their pyjamas on and were ready. And so we got to bath time. So there's um, Beatrix, who's four, and Zephaniah, who's 14 months old. So he's constantly wanting to um, pull himself up to stand up against things, and the bath is no exception. But Beatrix likes to swim in the bath. So she's going back and forwards, and he is standing, when suddenly she collided with him, and he went down like a ton of bricks and completely under the water. At my absolute worst nightmare. I don't know if you've ever, that's ever happened to you, but it was absolutely terrifying. He completely went under the water, so of course, you know, immediately grab him. And he was fine, absolutely fine. But for that moment, the terror was unbelievable. And when I came to read these readings um, this week, I thought, I always have difficulty with this reading of Abraham and Isaac. And the knowledge that you would take a child, your only son, and actually do what God has asked you to do with that child. The terror I felt, the panic I felt when Zephaniah went completely under the water at the, you know, the prospect of losing him. If God asked me to take him and do something with him, would I do that? I don't think I would. Not if it was going to harm him, or I thought it was going to harm him. So how is it that Abraham does that when I wouldn't do that? And it would be really easy to say with these readings today, oh, it's all about faith. It's about the faith of Abraham to obey God. It's about the faith of the friends of the parent man who was paralyzed to bring him to Jesus. And even Jesus says, it is because of your faith that I can say your sins are forgiven or that you can stand up and walk. So it would be a really easy line to draw between these two stories and our faith. But as I thought about it this week, I thought, you know, there's something more in these readings, and it is about the nature of God. And I'm not entirely sure I like the nature of God that's coming out of this first reading. Because we see a God who is testing, deliberately testing Abraham. And deliberately testing Abraham with the thing he knows is most precious to him that he then is asking Abraham to get rid of, to take away. And there are many questions about that, that reading, like how, how did he bind Isaac? How old was Isaac at the time? He was obviously old enough to ask where they were going and where was the lamb. So I don't know, maybe he was five or six. It doesn't really matter. But how did Abraham actually go through that process? and get to the point of wielding a knife 
to kill his only son. I'm not sure I like that God. I'm not sure I want to be, have faith in a God who would test me like that. I'm not sure I want to believe in a God who would lead me right to the edge of something and then change, and then change his mind. But actually, when we put it side by side with that gospel, we see a God who does know that we are tested in our lives and does expect us to be faithful and to listen deeply to his will for us. If Abraham was not in the habit of listening to God, would he have heard the angel say, stop, do not harm him? And actually, do we have a God who leads us to a different place once we are in that place of testing? I don't believe God deliberately tests us, whatever comes in our life. Things happen in life. We don't live in a perfect world, as we all know. And God does expect us to sacrifice some things in our life if we say we are disciples of Jesus Christ and we have faith. But I'm not prepared to sacrifice things if it's for a God of vengeance and a God who is going to lead me into testing times deliberately. So whilst actually I still struggle with this reading, I can see when it's put side by side by the gospel, the nature of God in its holistic form, in the wholeness of God. And actually, the story of Abraham and Isaac is almost an echo of God and Jesus, the only son being given for us. And ultimately, that is the nature of God, that he will sacrifice his only son. But with the willingness of his son who goes to that sacrifice in the knowledge of what he's doing. Not like Isaac, not bound, but actually he could have overpowered everything with an army of angels And yet, that doesn't take place. Because the nature of God that we see in the Gospels and in our story of death and resurrection is one of wholeness, of life-giving fullness, not one who takes from us. And actually, it is in the sacrifices that we make in our lives where that we find that fullness. Some people think that that means you live a really, really pure life and nothing ever touches you and you can not need anything of this world if you follow God. That's not quite true. 
We are human beings who inhabit this world and we need things of this world in our lives. But it's the choices we make. So that actually sometimes we have to make a choice to pray, to read scripture, to engage in worship, either in the physical or virtually at the moment. We make those choices in the knowledge that God says to us in the person of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven, stand up and walk. The nature of God at the heart of all things is love and a deep, deep desire for us to know that love and to share that love with others. There's a lot of jealousy that goes on around Jesus. That's possibly the main reason why he ends up nailed to a cross. Because the religious authorities, the scribes and the Pharisees, they're jealous of the way in which he talks and gets people to follow him. They don't like what he's saying about sins being forgiven. And yet for Jesus, that's the heart of why he has come. To show people justice. To give forgiveness. And to enable healing, therefore, to take place. Because without forgiveness, then there's no healing. But to have the forgiveness, we have to trust in the nature of God that it is love and a deep desire for our life to be full of the Spirit and of Him. Abraham, of course, does go on to have more descendants than the stars in heaven and the sands on the shores. God's blessing is in the testing too. And so when we come to places of testing, and perhaps we sit there on some days and think, how can I be forgiven? We remember this story, and that story of the paralytic man. And hear those words, your sins are forgiven. And because you are trusting in me, in God who is love, you will be blessed. Amen.